He's a Jew. He's a kike. <laughs> and he's a gringo, too. <laughs> In those jeans. He's a spick. He's a, he's a something. 1% Nigeria. <laughs> In those In jeans. Those jeans. <laughs> Episode 47. Yes, you in heaven. Quarante sette. Quarante sette. Quarante sette. Quarante sette. 47, mate. You are here with man like Abiade. Man like Johnny Vivas. Hello. Live and direct from the home of grime. Boaty free. Although we play a lot of drill in this house these days. Is there? I was listening to French drill earlier. Oh, what's that like? It was fucking lit. Oh, yeah? You know that Rhythm and Flow talent show on Netflix? No, please continue. Yeah, it's a talent show made famous by Cardi B and Chance the Rapper in America. And they brought it over to France. And the winner had this good song. And it's a drill song, but it's like drill with a... Who is it? Give them the the flowers. I can't actually remember the name. Wow. Because I didn't actually watch it. I was just recommended it. Wow. And the winning song is French Drill. Okay. And that shit slaps. You've got no idea who the guy is. I don't know who he is. You're not a connoisseur. My apologies. Okay. But you have one money and you have more views than me. So you don't need my big up. You don't need my cosign. More more views than you. Have a good life. <laughs> How are you, Johnny? How are things? I'm all right. It's been a long week. Jesus. Wait. Oh, shit. What? <laughs> Shout out our oh, yes. Apple podcast listeners, yes. our Spotify listeners, yes. our Amazon music listeners, yes. our YouTube listeners, Nasty and people. our SoundCloud listeners. Yes. We're getting the energy up. God damn it. Let's go. Let's We've go got again. Ray and Nephew in the system. This mm-hmm. is totally against my mother's operandi. It's a lie. It is, though. That's Ray a, and Nephew. That's, that's 70%, lie. right? Um, it's 70, isn't it? It's actually 63, sir. 63. I'm not sufficiently hydrated today on the, off, not, the, off the agua. <laughs> not sufficiently. So it's just gone straight to the head. <laughs> now that I've done that, back to the original question. Johnny, sir, how are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Spurs preseason going all right. Can't complain. Not Who much cares? else to live for Who this cares? time. Who cares? Who uh, cares? I don't know. It's been busy. It's been busy. Markets are busy. Work's busy. Lots of, lot of things going on. A lot of things going on. How are you? Yeah, man. I am feeling very at peace. Okay. You've been, tra- you've been traveling. Yeah, man. And I think that's why I'm feeling at peace. Okay. I went so- to Kazakhstan. Jeez. To Nusultan, the capital, and Almaty, yes. the big city. Then I went over to Baku, a little skirt, to Azerbaijan. A little skirt. And was there for six days in total. And honestly, that part of the world is bloody amazing. Yeah, it's very, very ex-Soviet, and you can see that shit. There was a lot of content. There yeah, was a, there was a lot of like authentic uh, cultural content. Yeah, I'm not like out. you, man. I'm what not you like mean? you. I don't go on holiday just to just to show myself, just standing by statues and all this nonsense wow. with with ham sandwiches from New York. Listen, uh, all this nonsense. The, the, I'm history, out there. the history ganger is active as the beehive. You're gonna I'm get <laughs> heat in the DM if you keep talking to me like that. I'm out there drinking horse milk. Actually, no, I didn't actually drink the horse milk. They, tr- they tried it with me. That's disgusting. Had the horse meat though. Oh, yeah. what's that taste like? It's not bad, man. Is it? Yeah. Was it what, what does it taste? Is it like lamb or beef or chicken it's or what? somewhere between sort of chicken and lamb. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That poor horse. 
not really good to look at. No? But once you eat it, it's not too bad. It's got My, the only reason I didn't go for the horse milk is because I was like super stuffed and I don't like overdoing it. Mm -hmm. I don't like overdoing um, or, or introducing new things when I'm when my stomach is full. Yeah, yeah. Because psychologically, I think this is going to make me sick, and I'm going to have a negative association with this for the rest of my life. Did you uh, Did you keep your planks up? I did keep my planks you up, did? man. I'm at six and a half minutes. Oh, right it's quite now. a long time. It's crazy. That's quite a long time. Um, it was very very tough in one of the hotels. I want to say Almaty because it was like a very hard floor. Oh, that's no fun. Really hard floor. Put a towel down. Uh, towels actually don't always help on your elbows, no. Not really, because they can be quite slippy. It's, it's what's underneath mm. the towel. I feel like you need to have better form. If the I, I just need slipping. a mat. I just need a mat. If you look at my bloody elbows, bruv, you see the wear and tear of my elbows mm. after yeah. a Is whole year. Is that why year. they're so dry? Uh -uh. Yeah, you can see it, man. No matter mm. how much Weleda cream I put on my elbows, <laughs> it's not really doing a thing. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. 45, I told you a hundred times before. But ahead of my holiday, mm -hmm. I'm giving you guys a warning. Oh. The thirst traps are coming. Oh. And you guys are going to see mm. what this plank in was for mm, yeah the late 30s have not been kind to richard i'm but, sorry uh, what fam are you seeing me dog yeah come on <laughs> once every two weeks at least <laughs> for the last two years the time yeah 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 <laughs> no but azerbaijan was so amazing um and it was it's like dubai but with a lot of culture and a lot of history and you can see that people are incredibly hospitable and they're nice it's one of those things where it's like yeah people are staring at you because like you know you're the darkie in town but like you give them a little smile and they're just like, ah, it's almost as if they want to know that you're not going to do them something. And then they're uh, just like, okay. oh, which is problematic, but like, you know, whatever. But also quite nice. It's also quite nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Almaty was good as well. Um, yeah, man, Kazakh women. They're good. They're very good. High cheekbones, isn't it? High cheekbones, High cheekbones. for days. Yeah, them, them, them step faces. My little Asian Russians, as I call them. Mm, wow, okay. Yeah, because they're like, are yeah, they, they're Asian. Are they fine with that? I don't know, are they? I don't know, but there is, uh, fascinatingly, a uh, a cosmodrome in Kazakhstan because that's where the a um, what now a cosmodrome what is that that's where the Soviets used to launch their space space missions from, and so there's like a perfectly circular space of land like I don't know the diameter of it call it a few miles yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. a perfect circle circle in Kazakhstan that's still sovereign Russian territory yes it is um, actually my colleague shout out Bulat he told me that story and it's actually just like quite close to civilization yes it's outside Very the city yeah yeah. yeah yeah so. There are generations and generations of radioactive effects of what has been going on in this cosmodrome, as he was explaining to me. Yeah. Which That's where Yuri Gagarin done his thing. Yeah, which is quite fucked. Yeah. Uh, but the Kazakh people were amazing. The Aziris were amazing. Uh, didn't really get to see Kazakhstan as much as I would have liked. But two places that I probably would definitely go back to. I think I'd go oh, to... Yeah? yeah, I think I'd dash back to Azerbaijan a bit quicker. Okay. Because it was just so much fun. Yeah. Um, and it's they like, got a Formula One down there, isn't it? It basically goes through the city. And if yeah, you go yeah. there and you get, you get caught in mad traffic because the underground system there isn't great. But you go there and you just, you're driving through and you're in mad traffic and then you realise this is actually where F1 drives through. It just drives Lewis, through the Lewis main Hamilton city. Does, does a tunnel in there. And they just lock it off for the week. They lock all the yeah, roads yeah. off for the week. I heard it on the phone once. I had a client who has a city past the track and when they were doing the practice laps, yeah. they were like, listen to this. And it's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hate F1, but I'd love to be there so when it's I. all popping off. Yeah. Because uh, I imagine it's even more lit. Did you but see like the fire lit skyscraper? You know did. That? Yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the three flame towers. Yes. Um, that was on Race Around the World or BBC Two. Remember that show? It used to bang. No, I didn't watch that. You didn't watch Race Around the World? No. They used to get bare like English Jeffs in like pairs. So it was like, there was like a mum and the son and a couple who like want to break up with each other and giving this a go as a last stand. Mm. And then like siblings or whatever. 
or friends and then they'd all have to like race around the world uh, as pet and like get from like Bolivia to Colombia kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and yeah. That sounds right. it. It was quite jokes. But yeah, no, we should definitely, definitely go. And I recommend Azerbaijan and Kazakhstan to anybody. It's not the sexiest of flights. The direct flights aren't as frequent as they used to be. But I've got a nice direct flight back from Baku. So I think you can take a nice direct one out at the very least. And it's I like see you on Air it's Astana. Like six hours. Yeah, I was in Air Astana. I, I would not be getting on that airline. I'm not going to lie to you. It was lit, bro. Honestly, I, I, hate airport, I hate airport food. But like the airport meal that I had on the way to Nur Sultan from like Frankfurt. Because I did London to Frankfurt to Nur Sultan. Okay. Bruv, the lamb chops they brought out to my desk. Or my little, yeah, my you little table. Mazaline, oh, bro, was it with the couscous next to it, business and class. the jus. Business class. They was gave it? me a jus with my lamb. A Bus jus. Business class, was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, interesting. Not man, paid for by me though. Man of the people and that. I'm, I'm more socialist than you, but whatever. Probably, yeah, just, champagne socialist, but looks just. Let, You're a lamb jus just socialist. Let other, just That's a new one. Others pay for my enjoyment. <laughs> um, that is socialism, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely, I'm feeling good, man. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, sun is Mashallah. still You have a relaxed shining. aura about you. It's yeah. nice to see. And I'm not going to be doing as much traveling uh, or any traveling really uh, with work uh, for the foreseeable future. So that was like my the end of my emerging market chapter in which I was able to visit some very unbelievable places. Some mm -hmm. places I'm definitely going back to Georgia, Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan. Tbilisi sure. was very lit. I want to sure. see that. Tbilisi needs to get hit up by all. But yeah, other than that, congratulations to the motherfucker who lives in the UK who is now top 200 richest person in the UK after winning 195 million in the yeah. Euro million. I feel like I feel like if we all pulled our resources together, we could find him. We could just find him. And then what? Well, there is. I mean, I, I'm going to guess like our listenership is about a thousand deep by now across platforms. Easily. Um, like if he just gave us all a million each, right? <laughs> Just he, for us and our listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd, he'd owe a lot of money, but that would be his problem. He'd still be alive, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he'd give us a little 10 grand each. He'd still be all right. I probably spent about 75 to 100 quid playing lottery. Really? For the 195 million jackpot, yeah. I actually see a guy do that at my local news agency when I was growing up once. Some yardy man walked in and he bought 200 tickets. No, I didn't do it like that. It was just spread out because it rolled okay. over so much. That yeah, I, yeah. I, I was just getting big. I was like, 25 pound this week, 25 pounds. It's like, oh, you've got to okay. be in it to win it, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, this, this yardy man spent like 200 pound and was like telling one auntie that walked in that he was definitely going to win it. I went back and asked Uncle Cali, bless him, uh, if uh, yardy man had won it. He said not a single one came close. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Are you a lucky dip man or do I'm you a have lucky set numbers? Man. I'm a lucky dip man. I'm, I'm basically of the theory that it's all rigged, right? So basically it's like, it depends on where you live. Conspiracy Johnny. 100%. Carry on. Uh, it like, depends on where you live because like nine out of 10 times it's dead end. Bro, this ain't like the postcode lottery. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you got more of a chance of winning that one. Slightly. But them, like, ad them adverts piss me off so I like, much. How though. often is it that someone in London ever wins the lottery? I know, I know Tottenham's like dead, but like it's not dead enough for mm. them to, to bless you. Like they have to live in the ends like, Middlesbrough or yeah. like Rotherham yeah something like that um, and it's been an amazing time for football is it the women yes have been tunning up the Lionesses you the see that Lionesses. back hill naughty one yo Russo got me going with that very backflip good. I'm not gonna laugh I, very good. I felt it in all my groin wow when she did that thing there Jesus Sam. one thing I will say and I really don't want to sound condescending but let me just actually know in order for me to not sound condescending let me just tell you what I thought about football women's football in particular in the last up until about the last year or so mm -hmm. literally one of the worst things I've ever watched I thought women's football was trash mm -hmm. I don't know what's happened 
in the last like year and a half. They got good. But like, it almost seems like a concerted effort globally, or at least on a European level, to just like level up all of the leagues and just mm. get like unbelievable talent and invest in the women and the girls. And all we're seeing is just like ridiculous football. Yeah. In the European Championships. Yeah. I'm I'm talking like proper proper football. Yeah, yeah. Levels and isn't that. I, I'm sorry to say, just couldn't associate that with women's football. Yeah. Like once upon a time. Well, when did all the invest? I guess the hype and investment would have started at least in this country, around the Olympics, more funding for sport 10 years ago, right? So those 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old girls are now turning into kids who are coming through academy and the younger professionals in the England team. It's about time these investments started paying off, right? Mm. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Project, so the final Project, project pro Mbappe is going to become like Project Mead or Project yeah. White or Project Russo. Yeah, yeah. Project Kirby. She's waved. Project Kirby. She is waved, yeah, bro. Yeah, so by the time yeah, this comes yeah. out... Uh, final would have been played. England versus Germany. Is it, is it coming home? Germany are looking good. I'm not going to lie. I, I was more shook of France. So was I. I was more shook of so France. So was I. Um, I feel like I feel like Germany have maybe done their England in the semi-final. Yeah, against but I'm not going to lie. England have been spanking. Smoking teams. Like, so, and I, I just don't think that's going to end. I think they're now used to scoring a minimum, yeah. minimum three a game. Momentum is one hell of a drug. One hundred percent. So I'm I'm keenly watching to see how that goes. But it is really really good to see. Like you got Arsenal women, you got Manchester City women, Liverpool women, Chelsea women. In France, you got like Lyon. In Spain, you got Barcelona. And these are all the big teams that are basically just Wolfsburg like, are about for some reason. Wolfsburg as well. And it's just a spread. You can see the investment actually taking place, and I think that's really really exciting. You're seeing like packed out stadiums for all of these games and i know it's international stuff and that's the more attractive watch for the neutral um but it's also been really great to see like a lot of like the male legends mm -hmm. in the stands i think i saw like uh juan mata watching watching the england sweden game because you know lindelof was there with harry Maguire and stuff so it's really really good to see that it's cultivating and capturing the minds uh, and the spirits of all Big up England, and I know hopefully when you're reading or you, when you're listening to this, rather they would have brought it home, uh, which is more than the men were able. But to also do. the Wafcon was wavy, and there's the um, Copa yeah. America. The Wafcon, who won that? South Africa. South right? Africa won it yeah, two yeah, one, yeah. beat uh, Morocco in the final. But they broke up, they broke the attendance records for a um, women's match in Africa. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's not just Europe, right? Maybe the other continents have got a bit further to catch up, but there seems to be a push towards it, and that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Um. So. Johnny. <laughs> we're going to chat about your party. Is that what we're starting? Uh, no. Your people. We're going to talk about your people. My people? Yeah. How are they my people? You're the one flying business class and, and Lamju and that, bro. In particular, a Ricky Martin. Oh, we're going there. Uh, we're starting there. Jesus. I really Jesus. want... I really... For, I don't know if it's like the sadist in me that really right. wanted this story to develop into what was possibly the best story of the year so far. When what? that headline dropped... I was like, oh my God, Ricky Martin has been living several lives. Several vidas loco. Right? Because back in the day when he was singing La Vida Loca and She Bangs, She Bangs. She Bangs, She Bangs, by the way. Probably a bigger banger than Living La Vida Loca. And I'm not uh, sure the country's old enough to have that conversation. But it is. To be honest, yeah, we can get onto that later. I, wanna, I actually want to have She Bangs, She Bangs is a better song. I, I appreciated them both, but the point is that he was lying to us. Mm. And look, he's, uh, he's able to come out whenever he wants to come out, but he fed us all a lie, Beyonce yeah. style. Yeah. Um, early doors. <laughs> and I thought that this How's was- Beyonce? Now, why is she involved? <laughs> she wasn't single. And she's also got many jobs. 
So she shouldn't be telling people <laughs> to release theirs. Um, so yeah, Ricky Martin, I thought, shit, this story has come out and he's now porking a family member. Mm. I was like, what is a going nephew. on? But is it like a Marvin Gaye thing? Is it, is it like a blood nephew or, or a married into nephew? I don't know. I was hoping you would tell me that as the Latin correspondent of this wow. kid and terribly. Wow. I don't know. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Ricky Martin, a week or so ago, uh, has a relative, uh, nephew, Daniel, or Dennis rather, Dennis Yadil Sanchez. Great name. He's 21 name. years old, who filed oh. a temporary restraining order against Ricky Martin at the start of July, alleging that they had had a sexual relationship mm. and claimed that Ricky Martin had become abusive and stalked him after their alleged relationship ended. When I read that, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I got Johnny. What's Johnny going to say about this? <laughs> boy, Dennis doing menace. Um, I'm not going to lie. I have I have been to Ricky Martin's house in Miami. Oh yeah, you did. That gaff is fucking huge. Yeah. Okay. I've also just been to Miami. Right. And there are enough good looking Latino blokes who would love to fuck Ricky Martin. I find it strange. I found it strange. That he'd go in-house. That he would need to, yeah, like shit where he eats. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but so, you, so you didn't believe it from jump? I mean, I didn't, I'm, not, I'm not like a Ricky Martin stan, but I did think it was sus. I also know the toxic nature of Latino people generally. Uh, and we lie. Like, <laughs> we, one thing we do is lie. We lie a lot. We're lying people. Uh, we also love drama unnecessarily. And I defy any Latino listening to this show to DM us. Uh, otherwise. Otherwise. Um, but we lie, we like drama, and we also we also like rich people. We like causing problems to rich people. Um, so it was a bit sus from the get go. Also, just because like there are rumors that Ricky's got a type, and like skinny little boys are not that type. What's uh, his type? Like bigger, you've really done research. Like, well, like the los calles hablan, no, like streets talk. Like, oh, okay. Um, so. If I'm on one end of the spectrum, yeah. and you're on one end of the spectrum, that's, where that's where rude. does Ricky's where does Ricky's taste land? So this is closer to, to me, closer to you. This is tough to answer because he does like good looking men, so in that sense, he's closer to me. Um, fair, yeah, that's fair. But no, he likes big. He like basically likes big butchy guys. He's not a scrawny little. He's not. He's not a twink hunter. I'm not butch. Yeah, but I am. So but, maybe but on that on that sense, but my shoulders are wham. They're not. They're, they are though. They're not. But they fucking are. They're though. just wide. You're just a that's wham. You're a you're a bony man. I'm not bony, bro. You're, you're kidding bony. me. You're a, you're on, a tall, bro. bony man. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I got away with a lot with because of this height. I got away with a lot. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was a bit of a sus story. Uh, and now he's has he not withdrawn the allegations? Yes. So as I said, I was hoping that this would be in a slightly sad way. Yeah. The best story of the year. Mm. But Dennis Yadil Sanchez has applied to have the case dismissed. Oh, he has, yeah. Without any influence, apparently, according to Ricky Martin's people. None at all, I'm sure. None at all. Do you I'm think sure he was, no do money you was transferred. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think he was paid off? He's obviously been paid off. Which then begs the question, did Ricky indulge in a little in-house frolicking? Listen, on, on behalf of Teen Epstein and Weinstein, um, innocent people pay cases off all the time. Uh, it's not. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not an admission. In the case of who? Of a couple of the community, um, they pay cases off all the time. Ah, and uh, hey. Ricky, <laughs> that, the views, the views you just, I've just been hearing. <laughs> we need to. Very much one, no, 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 no. Because a lot of times people don't understand like who is who. Because <laughs> they ain't met us, right? And our faces ain't out there like that. And we're gonna talk about that in a minute. So just so we are clear, Rich said it. 
the views you are hearing, <laughs> innocent people paying away. <laughs> that was Johnny. That nah, snitching. That was John. I, I, I don't recall. Mazza. I, I don't recall. Anyway, innocent people pay cases off all the time. And like I, Michael. Like? Michael. Which one? Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did he pay though? But he was just a queen. Uh, he paid off the, he paid off the uh, Jordan thing. When he was like peak, I think in between off the wall and bad, he had that first big okay. thing. Okay. And he paid off that He kid. paid that one off. See, it happens all the time. And then he died for the other one. So it's kind of a yeah, different kind of payoff. Yeah, well, so did Jeff. Um, anyway. Wow. Uh, wow. I reckon, I reckon, I reckon the uncle. Wow. The, I reckon the nephew was just um, looking for the young payday from the get-go and he got it. So boom, fair play to him. You got to get the bag. This is Miami, baby. Got a, got a hustle, hustle That's fucking mad, man. Mm, is what it is. And Told apparently you. he went Talks on. People. Yeah, he, he went straight back on tour. Ricky Martin, I think he was in the middle of some sort of tour. He went on stage and basically said, I'm back, bitches. I've got someone in my family who doesn't wish me well, but I wish him well. I hope he's happy. I paraphrased, but it was along those lines. Yeah, I mean, as every Latino know, there is no op like family op. Like the biggest op is always within the family. Really? 100%. It's very hard to explain to non-Latinos how toxic people we are. Um, I'm not gonna lie, like my biggest op in, at one point in my life, my biggest op was in my family. Oh yeah, yeah. Who was it? My sister. Oh swear. Yeah, we had a very volatile relationship. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. I mean, so I got like, taken to court by half of my family, so that was uh, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. So the eyebrows went. Fucking crazy. That was all long. Anyway, Latino people are just toxic. Avoid them. Avoid all of them. Uh, but also, like, don't don't give grounds to the fact you might be fucking your nephew. Like, it's a bit. It is a fifty-fifty trade. Yeah. Um. Back to the most important part of that. Topic. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living La Vida Loca versus She Bangs. She Bangs. She Bangs. She Bangs. Because, like, they both came out when I was sort of like in school. Yeah. It was like, so it was like, like that Mambo number five era when people were first. One, two, three, four, yeah, yeah. five. Everybody in the club. So come on, let's ride to yeah, the yeah. liquor store around the corner. Yeah, it was, it was so like, like, like our Afrobeats moment 20 years ago, right? <laughs> we became cool. <laughs> um, while the girls were like hugging each other. Um, in solidarity, okay, singing "If You Want to Be My Lover," mm -hmm. um, I would be like banging out hat tricks during like lunchtime football games. What are you lying for? And I'm not lying. And, lying then I, and then I do like the merengue as a, cele as, as a celebration while not I was like that, while I was singing <laughs> upside inside out. She's living, or I do like she bangs, she bangs as well because bang I, because I just song. banged in a, a lefty. We can put that. Um, that's also a lie. We can put looking that one, back. I must have looked hella sus. We can uh, we can put that one to a vote. She bangs, she bangs versus. Wasted by the way Loka. she moves. I, to be honest, I think then Living La Vida Loca was better. Mm. But I think that's it's because, yeah, I think She Bangs is probably age better. Come on, that comes on in the club, it's going off. But there's a lot more going on in Living La Vida Loca, man. I'm not going to lie. Musically, there's a lot more going on. Well, I feel like the chorus is is like carries the entire song, whereas the whole of She Bangs, She Bangs is a banger. When you listen to Living La Vida Loca, you're like there with him. Like riding fucking mm. 110 miles per the hour. The video was a, more lit. With a body quiet in the yeah. back, just like willing to get nasty you know no, what i mean she bangs she bangs is is the, is no i disagree fundamentally she bangs she bangs is just in a club maybe with like a little ray and there's like a little uh no no no, no. that's no you can you can do things to that song keen to hear what our listeners think uh happy for ricky martin man because that's some bullshit right yeah. family needs to do better right dennis you need to fucking fix up bro it's not cool we need to detoxify latin culture this is this is bro this is why i can never win 195 million bruv why 
because you know how Nigerians are set up sometimes. Oh. You just be hearing hearing next thing. Some person you haven't even heard. They'll be like, my son met my son met uh, Richard and and, uh, and and he touched his knee. Uh, <laughs> now I need payments. And now now I, I'm going to sue you. Check must clear. Not to mention the people who be like, remember me? I'm, I'm your mother's cousin's <laughs> auntie's brother's brother. Bro, can you imagine? 195 million. My dad died and he had a, a gaff and a car and I had aunties coming out of the woodwork. Mazza. Yeah, let's, let's not do cross-cultural toxicity tests. <laughs> We're not in well for you. So otherwise, this Tory leadership contest is still yes. very much open. I'm not entirely Talking sure. Talking of money-hungry cucks. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure when this decision is going to be made. Um, 5th September. Is that when the decision's made or is that when the person takes the position? Nope, that's when it's announced. Okay, cool. So 5th of September is when we are going to find out who is going to be taking over the Tories, the Conservative Party in the UK, after Boris Johnson's resignation, which we covered on episode 46. This week has been the debates. So it's been whittled down. I think when we did our last episode, we still had like six people. And then when I published the episode, we were down to five. And now we are down to two. It mm -hmm. is Rishi Sunak. It is Liz Trust. And as a result of this, they are going up and down all across the broadcasting networks to do varying versions of the same debate, mm -hmm. ultimately. The big one was on BBC, uh, on Channel One, basically. BBC One. And uh, there are differing views on who took that, who won, who is in a better position as a result of it. But just to remind you how this goes, both of the members who are still in contention, Rishi and Liz, are now going to be put forward for a membership vote. And if you don't know how the sort of political system works here from a civilian's perspective, you pay to be a member of the party that you vote for. I'm a Labour member, for example, so I pay something like £4.99 a month. £4.19 or something right? stupid. Fucking and that goes to money. all kinds of things that goes for fun. It is, always, it is a massive waste of money. And they fuck, always, always send me emails asking me for more money. I yeah. can fuck off, bro. Yeah, I know. Um, me, I want to cut. I want to spend I less. I want to spend less. I want to spend less. Why are you, why are you giving you me are three options? At the giving you three options at the bottom of the bro, email. Can you send me five? Can you send me 10? Can you send me the, more? The, yeah? Labour, the Labour Party are like, at the, are like in the relegation zone with Netflix for like which which direct debit's getting cut. Yeah, for real. Quickly, you know for what I'm real, saying? For real, for real. Netflix is, oh e man. Each way, that's 7.99. Oh, oh man. there's no value. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but yeah, the way it works is that the uh, 160,000 Tory members that they have will be voting. I'm not entirely sure when that exact vote is, but that's going to happen and that's going to ultimately determine who wins. Now, we can get into a wider debate about true conservative values and why that makes Liz trust much more of a realistic option for the future. She's a delusional nationalist. And why Rishi Sunak's views on tax and the fact that we need to aggressively address the fact that we just had two years of a pandemic and that bill needs to be paid and whether or not that is aligned with true conservative values is probably the biggest debate. Ugh. But before we go into that, first of all, who do you think won the debate? Before that, I just want, I feel like I need a job title change. All right. From political correspondent. It's fluid though. Before you were like Latino correspondent, now you're political. Yeah. I do things all black. Yeah, there, there is, there's a bridge. There's a bridge. Go. So if I've got from Latino correspondent, I'm willing to keep uh, from the cultural brief, but I need to be moved from political correspondent to prediction puppy. Mm, uh, nah, because nah, not having it. Once again, your boys had a blinder. Um, 
Penny Mordaunt was in the lead when I when I uh, when I called Liz Truss and Rishi as the final two. Whoop de doo, here we go. Um, Liz Truss is going to win, even though Rishi was significantly better in the debate. Um, Why is Liz going to win? Because she's a rabid nationalist who says the right platitudes. She's not a rabid nationalist. She is. She's a Lib Dem. Lib Dem. She's a socialist raised Lib Dem. Um, but um, don't you just love it when people draw for like their for, for their, their hometown when they're like making a plea for our I'm from the Midlands yeah, I'm from, well I'm from the I'm Midlands from, <laughs> I'm from Sheffield I'm from like I'm from Leeds it's long isn't it it's bare long uh, she's so she's so dry. I actually I actually know someone who uh, was her I can't remember the exact term but was Cuck. effectively well that too no she wasn't uh, they weren't sorry <laughs> Uh, but this person was um, Liz Truss's uh, civil service permanent secretary, effectively, or civil service private secretary. Uh, when she, back when she was in the Department for Education before trade and then the Foreign Office. Mm. Um, and this person told me, having worked intimately closely with Liz Truss, that she was a fucking moron like mm. three or four years ago. So I've kind of like semi had an eye on Liz Truss all the way through the scale because I've known this person's view of them. Um, and where we are now is basically true to form to how Liz Truss has always been. She repeats the last thing that anyone told her. Um, and she does that She does that better than Rishi Sunak. Um, even though, like, whoever seems to be advising her economically hasn't got a fucking scooby about very fundamental uh, concepts of how economies work, uh, let alone market economies, um, she, she is capable of saying the right nationalistic um, anti-immigration, um, pro, uh, pro image of a greater old England um, that old conservative voters like like uh, like to hear. Mm. Um, and so, even though almost every single one of Rishi's answers in the debate were more consummate and more um, not only more eloquently delivered but more substantive, mm. she kind of said the right things in terms of presenting the image presenting the possibility of britain as a country that the people who are voting for her in this membership vote uh, would like to see i think the debate and if you guys didn't see it you can check it on a bbc iplayer or maybe youtube or whatever it's good it's worthwhile i think what we're going to see is an example of you being able to win the battle and lose the war right so for all of your talk about rishi sunak being the most eloquent and having the better points the biggest issue that came out of that debate was he just didn't shut the fuck up, right? He didn't let Liz yeah. speak. Now, sometimes in the world of debating, sometimes you have to let somebody get their shittest point out completely yeah. before you come and chop breakfast. Yeah. Okay? He left us feeling as though we don't really know if Liz has amazing policies or not because Rishi, brother you kept on trampling on her words. And then obviously people came out and saying you were mansplaining, mansplaining, gotta be up there, top three, like worst words invented probably in the last few years. What is it? Um, uh, <laughs> my man said it, uh, well, we're gonna address it on the on the Twitter thing, later. sorry, the Instagram thing later. Lean in. Oh, is that's another one of my that's horrible quite ones. And trauma. <laughs> trauma, that's uh, Wow. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the thing I really hate? is when people say the word literally 
when what they literally mean is figuratively, which is the opposite of the word that they're trying to say. When they were like, I'm, I'm literally, literally about to pass out. Well, you're not literally about to pass out because you're talking and standing, right? So you're figuratively about to pass out, which is the opposite. This of is why people don't want to go for a drink with you, bruv. I don't care. I literally don't care. I mean, I'll go for a drink And that's you, in correct like, context. I have to bear this bullshit. You're know, talking <laughs> this. I mean, who cares? I actually quite like how it literally sounds. It's, it's, I think it bangs. It's used in entirely the wrong context. Yeah, but whatever. I'm the son of an English teacher. I can't. Shout out, auntie. Shout out. A belated happy birthday, mommy. So where, when? Uh, last Friday. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Happy. Happy birthday to Samantha as well. Um, <laughs> good timing. Good timing. Yeah. So I think he trampled on her words too much. Yeah. And that ultimately, irrespective of like her push towards the far right and trying to make the Tories much more of a nationalistic party. Mm -hmm. Whether or not she had shit views or not, we just didn't really know. So as someone uh, like Rishi, who- uh, Tramples on people's words. Firstly, tramples on people's words. <laughs> Uh, but secondly, was subject to a uh, public school debate club uh, right. joyously. Right. Um, unfortunately, the tactic that he took was necessary. And it was necessary for two reasons. One, because he's already behind the polls. So you have to take control of the narrative of the debate, especially when you have a truly impartial uh, moderator who isn't going to give you any favors. Um, you have to take control of the narrative of the debate. And you can only do that by interrupting and forcing, forcing the opponent to rebut their own point. Um, but secondly, it's frustrating because she was an idiot addressing a crowd of idiots with idiotic points. Why were they a crowd of idiots? Because anyone who genuinely believes in half of the policy base of Liz Truss Bro, has to be they got invited to watch a debate. They are Conservative Party uh, voters. So? So they're idiots. That's how this works. <laughs> we're not going to do that. That's how this works. No, because there are conservatives who are just very great people. They there just are don't, not. They just do not vote like you. No, there are not. There are not. Anyway, uh, it was... It was uh, <laughs> That's like, there are no... Decent Tory voters. No, but you can't be. I mean, if you truly believe in it. But so there's like there's a difference between like someone who like passively votes for the Conservatives in Oxfordshire because they like fox hunting, uh, versus like, like, like grime. fox hunting and grime and fox hunting and grime, uh, uh, versus like people who like care enough about the Conservative Party to go to a BBC debate to watch the two candidates have it out. Right. Bro. Anyway, whatever. We're getting sidetracked. The point is that he had to do what he did because um, he couldn't let her just have free reign. Uh, at a crowd who are effectively th there to listen to her, right? He knows the overwhelming uh, majority of the membership is uh, going to is going to be more receptive to her imaginary tax cut capacity platform and anti-immigration platform, right? So the only thing that he has really going for him is like the central tenet of Conservative Party uh, maintenance of power, which we discussed with Grace in the last episode, which is competence. Mm. It's competence. We're not popular, but people trust us because we're competent. And he's infinitely more competent than Liz Truss. And he was trying to get that, that point across. That wasn't as big a deal for the Tories when Boris took over. Competence, well, he was, he, reputation, uh, integrity. Uh, integrity, they don't mind. Integrity, they don't mind. This is the okay, thing. Okay, but Boris Johnson widely accepted as an imbecile. Well, right? but this is the thing. He's not. He's not an idiot. He's not an idiot, right? He's not an idiot. The guy's got a, the guy went to Eton and he's got a classics degree from Oxford. He's not a moron, right? The guy's survived this many years through Fleet Street and then through being the mayor of London. He's a bumbling fool, but he's not a total idiot, right? Okay. 
Okay. This, he was certainly came across as more competent on the one. Everyone was a one. Everyone was a one issue voter effectively in 2019. That was Brexit. He came across as more competent on Brexit. That's Did why, he? That's why. Well, yeah, because just through bare lies. Well, I mean, yeah, they were bare lies. But this is how, this is how politics works, right? The lies were cogent, and so they sounded competent. Corbyn had nothing to say. The Labour Party didn't have a position on Brexit, right? And so that that competence was what won him the landslide. This is the only hope that Rishi has left, is that enough people go, okay, well, Liz Truss has dragged this debate to the right, so I'm going to have to follow her to the right. So if we are both in a comparable space on the spectrum, people might pick me because they think that I'm less of a moron than she is. And that is why he takes the debate stance that, that he does. And I, and I understand it. But if the net result, and you know, I think it's clear to see, especially on social media after, even though it's a vacuum, if the result is people are just like, Rishi's petulant, Rishi's spoiled, and this, and it actually highlights all of the issues and fears that they have about him as this billionaire, soon to be potential prime minister, who doesn't really care about the real issues. Then again, we probably have to look at the debate and his style of debating oh God. as being a bit of a failure. And one thing that <sighs> I believe is that I think his camp probably felt that themselves, which is why he toned it down when he went on to the, I think it was the Sky News debate. It was, the talk, it was, it was actually the talk TV debate. Oh, the talk TV. Is, is that the so one? Jokes. Is that the one where it ended abruptly because. Yeah, because Sweetheart fainted. Sweetheart Bless fainted. Her, Kate McCann. Yeah. But it's so jokes, because like, it basically just shows you how in the pocket of the Murdochs, the Conservative Party is, because talk TV is effectively uh, Murdoch's um, GB News, right? right yeah. And like nobody watches it. Literally nobody watches it. It's just a TV station for Times journalists and Piers Morgan yeah. um, and anyone who writes for The Sun who can stand in front of a camera. But it's, it's Rupert Murdoch's TV station. Nobody fucking watches it. Like it has even fewer viewers than GB News and yet they had a Conservative Party debate on it. And the Sky News one got cancelled because no, of a car a crash or something like that on no, the way. They, the Sky News one got cancelled early because um, that was when there were still five candidates on the stage. No, no, no. There was another one. I think, they, they gonna do yeah, I, think there was, I think there was a car crash of some sort that brought this Sky News debate. See, these um, people are cursed. Yeah. They're cursed. People yeah. stop voting for them. It's a fucking dumb country. Um, Liz wants to stop unions. They both said they're going to ban unions. Oh, did they both say it? They both said it because that was like the, the quick fire questions at the end. Yeah. Which is extremely mad. Like, I'm not being funny. I'm reading a good book at the moment, um, which is called Hitler and Stalin. Uh, and it's about obviously light reading light reading uh, which is about which is, which is World War Two through the eyes of both uh, dictators and that kind of like their relationship with each other but more about their approaches to the war and uh, it's a very nice way of looking at the development of World War Two. anyway um, well, quick question please I tend to fall asleep when I read books get audible change my life get audible so you're doing all of this on audible yeah so they're all audio books yeah Okay, so you shouldn't say I'm reading a book then. Well, sometimes I'll read it Because it just makes you look and sound infinitely smarter than you are, bruv. Can you tell the people you're listening to audibles? Okay, you're I'm not reading books. I'm listening to this book. Better. Jesus. Factually correct. When I, remember when I said that your ops are in your family? <laughs> Touche. Um, however, one of the central tenets of, um, uh, of Hitler's uh, rise, and not, not, not as much of rise, but uh, his maintenance of power was by outlawing, outlawing unions and by removing the collective bargaining power of workers, uh, subjecting them to um, subjecting them to the productive uh, demands and capacity of the state as it was, uh, and to the, and to the productive capacity and demands of, of private business. Um, but like this, when people say, people often say that we're descending into fascism, it's all turning fascist or whatever. They're like this is quite literally a move towards fascism. Hundred <laughs> percent. This is hundred percent. This one is not secret. And if you're wondering why it came about and why it was more relevant, it's because a couple of episodes ago we told you while we were bigging up uh, Mick Lynch, 
um, big mic energy that we had these uh, these strikes which are affecting rail, tube, um, and other. And this week we had another uh, network rail or rail uh, strike which took place on Wednesday and Thursday morning and Thursday morning, which had Mick Lynch front and center again taking on a plethora of dickheads uh, from from media sections um so it was a very timely question to ask the contestants for this leadership um race and they both doubled down on you know what i agree as johnny said is very very fascist like views on unions um can they outlaw unions ah uh, well you see you see richard this is the thing about power right once you have it you can do what the fuck you want with it right it's How just would they you pass a bill. The the, the, the the police sensing bill is about to ban protests. Can't protest anymore. Yeah, you're we've got right, to do this. You're right. You're right. You've got to pass right. a law through Parliament. This you're is how right. dictatorships work, right? We maintain this it's pretense. It's literally as simple as just like writing up a bill. It's, just, it's an act of Parliament. You ban unions. I like. just, for some reason, in my mind, I was just like, unions have to be protected. Otherwise, protected they kind of just the don't, they just just don't serve a purpose if they're not protected. No, right? so like, you just change the law and they're not protected. But, the, but the, this is what Nadeem, Nadeem Zahawi's been given at the beginning about uh, passing a law so that. Um, now uh, companies can hire agency workers to replace. Yeah, I saw that. Striking that workers. wound me up. What the fuck? Yeah, that wound what me up. What the fuck? I mean, that's basically the first and step they, towards it. I think it. they even said that they'd be bringing them in from all parts of Europe as well. Yeah. So what was the fucking point in Brexit? <laughs> What's the point? It's not, even Gordon Brown was giving it like British jobs for British people yeah, for a yeah, minute. Yeah. Like you dickheads, you fucking yeah, idiots. Yeah, yeah. You just voted to strip your own labour protections and then get and then actually find a foreigner to replace your job. You fucking schmucks. Mm. Now on the subject of the strikes. Ha. Last time we spoke about the strikes, Johnny was pissed off because Keir Starmer was ultimately saying that if you are part of my Labour Party. Labour front bench. And you are on the picket lines with the union workers in protest. You have Holy Ghost fire waiting for you mm. You're in your email when you return to your office. <laughs> <laughs> and for the most part, I'd say last time, I think that warning was heeded for the most part. This time, however, man like Shadow Transport Secretary Sam Tarry? Tarry, uh, uh, transport minister, Some, junior minister, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever. He decided, I'm going, bruv. I'm going to stand with the people. Labour is for Labour. And there's a really funny interview with Channel 4 reporters saying, is, you, is this really worth you losing your job? And he was like, no, I don't think I'm going to lose my job. Sure enough, Keir Starmer sacked his ass. And honestly, for the first time, I am actually going to allow Johnny ah! <laughs> to take the gloves off. Can I speak? And go all the way in. Can I speak? Uncle, what, Uncle Keir's not got your protection On anymore. On Uncle yeah? Keir, because Uncle Keir is bugging for sacking one of his main members of staff for joining a protest. It's fucking mad. So you've got fascism on one side of the party and you've got the opposition leader basically saying, you cannot fight for the rights that the incumbent leadership are trying to take away. It's absolutely bonkers. Uh, right, okay. I mean, I'm very much like an NVQ level political chat man. Like not even I'm sorry, but like I'm very- I'm sorry? Like I'm, I'm, I'm no that's pundit. A, that's a scary thought. If you're NVQ level of politics chat, then I must be 
you. Like key stage one. Yeah. Don't agree that quickly. <laughs> don't, don't agree that quickly. No, like, we're both MVQ. Let it, let it simmer and then reply. That's <laughs> no, just it's the first good thing you said it's in this fucking episode. Fucking rude. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm no political expert, right? However, the clue, yeah, the clue is in the fucking title, right? It is the Labour Party for a reason, right? You don't need to understand the full history of the Labour Party to understand uh, from where it comes and which body set it up, how the structure of the party is designed so that uh, it promotes the uh, interests and values of working people, how its entire fucking funding structure comes from the unions uh, and its membership as opposed to private interest and donors, etc., etc., at least proportionately in comparison to the Conservative Party. But the whole fucking point of the Labour Party is that it's there to protect Labour. It's there to protect workers. I'd say so. The idea that the Labour Party is sacking junior ministers for the crime of joining a fucking Labour protest, yeah, is bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. And this is why when Liz Truss wins the Labour, uh, the leadership party, she will also win the next general election. And she you won't, think she will? Yeah. And I, I think she'll win. And I think she'll win in a, in a record low turnout. And I think she'll win in a record low turnout. Okay, only... these are the kind of predictions I like, Johnny. Not yeah. this fucking obvious shit. Yeah. We can write that down. Yeah. Liz Truss is going to win the general win election. She's going to win a majority. That's, that's a triple, might, might that's a triple prediction. Yeah. So she's going to win the, the, the contest with Rishi. She's going to win the general election. It's going to be a low turnout. Mark that in your diaries. Bookmark that. I like um, that. I like and that. I, and I, not I, all this obvious, oh, Penny Morden's not good. Shut up. That's bullshit. Bruv, are you? No, I'm not giving you we, that. We Come on. No, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Come one. on, bruv. It's obvious. Uh, I mean, there's been a structural decline in election participation since World War II. There was like a small, mini, little, tiny little recovery in 2019 because uh, everyone's energized about Brexit. But there's been a structural decline in participation as uh, societies have become more individualistic and uh, collective action has become... Uh, more rare and there's been less participation in politics generally um, but she will win a record low turnout election simply because not enough people give a shit about the Labour Party to turn up to defend this and like you're right a lot of people won't turn out to vote for the Conservative Party because they'll be put off uh, and they'll be deeply pissed off with what they've done but enough will turn up for the Conservatives and not enough will turn up for the Labour Party uh, or Labour Party will lose votes to the Greens or to other socialist entities that pop up because Keir Starmer is so fucking stupid as to ban people from standing on picket lines. Even Tony Blair, even Tony Blair wasn't this dumb, right? And he was the dickhead who got who got rid of Section 4, who really made the moves to uh, to to decouple uh, the union control over the Labour Party. Even he wasn't dumb enough to ban fucking junior ministers from standing on picket lines to support, to support strikes, but not only support strikes, support strikes that are widely, wildly popular with the population. Like the majority of people actually support this shit. Even though it's disrupted to their lives, they can understand the narrative that um, uh, these companies are making record profits. Centrica have come out again this week with unbelievable record profits as our energy bills are going up. The train companies, um, we are shipping profits to other countries uh, whilst our rail fares go up. And as the rest of our cost of living goes up, our wages aren't going up. And this is a struggle that people identify with. People support these strikes because it's a, it's a struggle they can feel. This is real politics. And Keir Starmer is dumb enough to go against that grain from a left-wing perspective. It's unbelievable. But really, the point I wanted to make on this is that the, the more over, over, overwhelming concern, or the overreaching concern, is that this is kind of... I've spoken before about the Americanization of our media. Right, We did that fairly early on, on yeah. and I wrote about it back in the day. But this is the final stage of the Americanization of our politics, uh, in which America is essentially a one-party state with a fake opposition. The one party is the Republican Party, it's the party of capital, and the Democrats kind of stand as, as, a, as a release valve 
for um, civil protest whenever the Republicans step a little bit too far and the party of capital need to uh, recalibrate yeah, their dominion over the people, right? And so every now and again, you get a democratic administration who do nothing and then the De Republicans get back in and they make a whole bunch of legislative changes. And that's kind of what is, that's basically what's happening to the Labour Party now, right? Corbyn was kind of our Bernie moment, all right? He, he was able to lead the party, but he got nowhere really near the presidential or the, or the prime ministerial uh, office that was managed. Um, as he was. As he was. If he was electable then might have been different but it wasn't but anyway mm, um but as the labor party now moves like so far to the right it's not really there is no left-wing opposition there is no credible left-wing op opposition and what that does is that moves the overton window overall to the right as the conservative party lurches to the right rather than presenting a left-wing alternative we have a labor party who is now effectively a center-right party they're talking about uh cutting taxes on businesses they're talking about um support for small businesses they're talking about uh, they're talking about rolling back uh, regulations. Uh, and these are all things that are kind of worthwhile, but you're meant to talk about these things from a left-wing perspective. You're meant to talk about investing in infrastructure, investing in business, investing in supports so that people can start businesses, right? This idea of, 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 of the state managing and building the economy is left-wing politics. And rather than doing that, we're not only banning junior ministers from standing on picket lines and protesting, but we've moved our pseudo opposition so far to the center right that they're now no longer recognizable as a left wing movement. And this is what's happened to the Democratic Party in the US. The Democratic Party has no capacity to genuinely organize grassroots level left wing campaigns because if they did so, they'd have to face a reckoning of, of the overall system coming under enough civic pressure that it has to reform itself. And that's not the idea of capital. Mm. The West is run in the same one-party criticism that we give of Russia and China and uh, other superpowers who we're supposedly ideologically opposed to, um, the West is run by capital. And we've at least maintained this presence that every now and again the Labour Party gets in. But even if Keir Starmer's Labour Party gets in, is it that much different from David Cameron's Conservative Party? Uh, is its view on immigration that much different? He won't stop the Rwanda flights. Is its view on the economy that much different? He won't invest. Is his view on labor protections that much different? Well, he's sacking junior ministers from joining picket lines. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have ourselves a, a conservative party light in opposition to the conservative party. Yeah, yeah, you bodied that. Have we as a country been under Tory rule longer than labor rule? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> by, <laughs> by a while. I've never actually thought about it like that. Is it quite considered? Something, something like 90, 90 of the last 110 years or something. Oh, oh. Have been conservative. Oh, yeah. okay, well. <laughs> it's that's all the context I need it's to be fair it's extremely mad oh, I bet well. I mean Labour were in party under Labour were in, uh, were, were in power under uh, Blair for uh, 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 97 to five? 2000 it's 13 years wow Tony Blair was 13 years uh, uh, 90 sorry 97 to 2005 12 years okay wow is he 12 years yes fucking hell anyway uh, I think wow, it seems shorter 97 to 2000 How's my is my is my maths not working? I don't know. I can Google it. I can Google that. Yeah, please do. I can Google it. I think it was twelve years. Well, I've, I've had too much rate to do maths. I swear. Tony Blair, PM to 2010, No, oh, it's it's 2010. ten years. Ninety-seven to two thousand seven. Ten years. Yeah, so, yeah but yeah, then yeah, Gordon yeah. Brown stuck around to two thousand yeah, exactly. so yeah. Thirteen years. Um. Anyway, so and then and then we had some like um, Jim Callahan shit was going on before that, uh, for a few years and there's a bit of whatever. But ultimately, like Conservative Party, have, if you go on Wikipedia and search UK general elections, uh, and I encourage everyone to do this because it's quite conservative. Clement Attlee was around a little bit after um, after they got rid of Churchill. Um, but over, since like World War II, 
something like 85% or 70, 75 to 85% of time and power has been run by the Conservative Party because they are the establishment. Yeah. They are the establishment. Okay, that makes a lot more sense to me, to be honest, a lot right? of this shit, yeah. And this is what, like, you can't, you can kind of, you, you're allowed to get into power if you're Tony Blair and you can get Murdoch to sign up because you're a pseudo-Conservative Party that's going to follow America into war whenever they ask for it and protect kind of like the Western hegemony. Um, but are you actually allowed to present left alternative? No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. And I was no, I'm, I've said a hundred times, I'm no Corbynite. I'm absolutely no Corbynite. I thought the guy was a dickhead and I would maintain that view. But at least he spoke to a type of politics. You thought he was a dickhead when he started turning on your people. No, I thought it was a dickhead before then. I'm not sure. Uh, well, all right, no, fine, no, no, I'm not sure. I, I've been consistent no, on no, that. No. Consistent on that. Um, you had the Corbyn t-shirt, brother. Absolutely not. He did. That never happened. You did, he did. He Literally did, as soon as he did. Well, that's haram. It and just then, never and happened. Then, and, then, and, then he, and then he dropped the J-bomb and Johnny's like, no, nah, I'm that's, not having it. It's just not. Anyway, it's fully not but true. Anyway, haram from Johnny, bruv. You think it'd be your own people. We are, we are, this is the Americanization of our politics. And this is how, this is how you lurch to the right. And again, again, I hate to say it. I hate to use the F word, but this is how you end up veering towards fascism. Final point. How do we get rid of... And I'm not saying this is somebody who believes we need to do this just yet, but how do we, or how would the Labour membership get rid of Keir Starmer? Uh, unfortunately, he needs to get bodied in the next... He needs to get bodied is in the next just general, general election. election? That's long. How would it happen before? It would have to be a controversy or scandal. Well, unfortunately, so many people have left the Labour Party, uh, which is contributing to its funding issues. Um, that there isn't a lot of voting power to force him out of office. Ah. Um, All right. If you can get a quorum between the union, if the unions threaten to withdraw the funding and enough people rejoined and voted mm. against, then the, you've maybe got a chance. But I'm unfortunately, he's done quite a good job of consolidating power within the party. I'm very interested to see how this goes. So when Liz Trust actually does become PM and they are in House of Commons going against each other every other day or whatever, I'd be very interested to see how Keir Starmer deals with her because to your point i know i called boris an imbecile i understand he was very very good at winning elections so i don't think he's an idiot from a perspective of like smarts mm -hmm. i think he's an imbecile in many other ways um but one thing about boris is that he was the fucking life and soul of the party when he was in those four walls um so that's quite difficult to combat if you are as fucking flaccid in personality as kirstarmer is mm. liz trust is literally so unimpressive doesn't command a room, isn't particular isn't particularly razor sharp. Yeah. If Keir Starmer isn't bodying her week in, week out. You've got no chance. Then you've got so, no chance. So it's a funny it's, it's a funny choice of words that you used was unimpressive. So I during the strikes, it's unfortunately what happens when you work in the city. I got a cab home uh with a with a stranger. And this stranger turned out to be a very prominent person. Wow, Uber, very, Uber, Uber pool. Right. Uh no, it was a black cab. I was moving bougie. Um, but this person happened to be a very prominent person at a very prominent institution in the city of London. Uh, and this person, and at the point there were only three candidates left in the running. It was Penny, Liz and Rishi. And this person said that they had met all three candidates. And I said, well, what, what do you think of them? And this person said that Penny Morden was kind of all right. She does the job of a mid-tier politician not necessarily fit for the prime minister's office, but you can understand that she's smart enough to get smart people around her. Wouldn't be a concern. Rishi Sunak, extremely intelligent, extremely capable bloke, has a sense of aloofness about him, but you wouldn't be concerned for the country if he was running it. You might be ideologically opposed to him, but you'd think, okay, fine, the guy, un the guy would un read his papers and understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. She said Liz Truss was the single most unimpressive 
that was the word she used, the single most unimpressive politician yeah. she'd ever met. It, I, they'd it, ever it met. screams that. You, you can see. You can see. Anyway. Um, and Kim will lose to her in the next general election. Look how much we give the Tories a great deal of time being fucking Labour voters and Labour members. But we're subject you know, to we, them. We, this we we do, we're we stuck in their fucking the system. I'm, I'm keen that we don't. And, you know, like my, my membership isn't necessarily um, an indication that I'm not willing to to talk about and support and even agree with some of the policies of, of the opposition party. But yeah, we give them a lot of airtime, bro. What a lot of free promo. A lot what, of free promo. What, Can you pay us? What are, what are the policies of the opposition party? They don't have any. They're just Tory yeah. light. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Um, it's embarrassing. We avoided talking about it because I think after two years of COVID, we were absolutely tired of more potential endemic or pandemic chats. Mm-hmm. But it would appear we kind of do need to start talking about monkeypox a little bit. bit more seriously. A little bit. This outbreak is officially a global health emergency after the World Health Organization essentially sounded its largest alarm level for this virus after 75 countries and territories have reported more than 16,000 monkeypox cases so far, which is basically five times the amount it was in June. Shit is spreading. Shit is spreading. Yeah. Um, there's still quite a bit of confusion about it. As I said, we stayed away from it from a little bit because we just couldn't be asked to get into it. You know, we obviously heard the murmurs, but I think at that time, like 75 cases in the UK, it was nothing crazy. Um, but it's important to know who is at risk. It is important to know, you know, I guess how worried people should be or the average person should be, what you can do to protect yourself um, and whether or not all this vaccine chat is is something that you should start taking more and more seriously. Do you know much about monkeypox yourself? Um, I am willing and uh, in need of being educated. Cool. I'm just going to give you, I guess, the broad level the virus isn't new, so it's come from Africa, and they're trying to they're, they're trying in it. Like they're trying to make it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like all the pictures are yeah, of yeah, yeah, black yeah. children with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying. They're trying to. Uh, they're trying to put it on us on on the Nigerians and and the West Africans. All the all the spicy rice. This lot. is not a hotmail scam attack. Okay, <laughs> you cannot give this to us. We will claim the hotmail. We will not claim this in Jesus' name. Um, it's not new. It, it, it came from Western Central Africa. So the reason why this is obviously weird is because it is attacking the whites mm-hmm. in Europe mm-hmm. and North America. So now it's a problem. So it's a big problem. Now, now it's a problem. <laughs> Infections usually last two to four weeks, begin with similar symptoms to the flu. So fever, muscle aches, headaches, chills, exhaustion, swollen lymph nodes as well. Those are annoying. Yeah. And these can progress to what you've seen, I guess, in more sensationalized pictures of like rashes with like raised bumps on the skin, which look very, very disgusting. And then they turn into pus filled blisters, which can eventually dry out and then fall off. Pus is literally one of my worst. I I know I said I I hate certain words, but Mm. I hate saying the word pus. It makes me feel very sick. I've I've learned recently a lot of people object to the word moist. I hate that word too. Do you? Yeah. I think it's a great word. Mm -mm. It's fun to say. Moist. I don't, yeah, no, it's not yet. Yeah. Moist, moist, moist. Pus and moist. So moist the rash can pus. develop all over your body, on your face, hands, feet, genitals, 
and inside the mouth. And obviously the severity of it can differ uh, between individuals. Now, if you're wondering how people are getting it and the science behind it, it predominantly spreads through prolonged skin to skin contact. Contact. With an invest with an infected person who has a lesion, a monkeypox lesion. It can then spread through the body fluids or can also spread or can also spread through bodily fluids, contaminated bed sheets. So wash your how how often do you wash your bed sheets? Bro? Every week. Like, change your bed sheets. I find it mad that people don't change their bed sheets every fucking week. Crazy, yeah, no, it's absolutely crazy. madness. Clothing and other materials. The virus can transmit through respiratory droplets, so similar to COVID, from coughing, sneezing, talking. Um, but you'd have to be very close to an infected person for several hours for that type of transmission to occur. So the most recent debate was around what its classification because monkeypox, I believe, they were flirting with considering it to be an STD or a sexually transmitted disease. So it's not technically considered one, but around 99% of the cases in the US are linked to male-to-male sexual contact. Mm-hmm. So sounds, that has meant... sounds very high. Uh, yeah, sounds, sounds very high. I'm not sure it also that's... sounds like an attack on a community from once upon a time. Mm, that, well, this no. is where I get into my conspiracy they never, They didn't do that in the 80s. I'm sure they wouldn't do it now. Uh, yeah, it's true. So obviously the focus has recently changed to the LGBTQ plus community with regards to the spread of this. There it is. Who? World Health Organization. Man like Tedros. Man like Uncle COVID. Recommended last week that gay and bisexual men limit their number of sexual partners to protect themselves from monkeypox and to help slow the transmission of the rapidly spreading virus. Does he not know that it's hot girl summer? He doesn't know. He needs apparently. to know. I mean, does Tedros, keep, does Tedros look like needs, he's even been on a yacht? Needs to keep his, at least keep his homophobic advice to himself. <laughs> so their expert, their monkeypox expert at the World Health Organization said that men who have sex with men are the group at the highest risk of infection. And at least 90%, 95% of those patients are men who have sex with men. Tedros said it's crucial. Tedros, by the way, is Tedros Adhanom Gabrielis, who is the head of the WHO, said it's crucial for public health authorities to engage communities of men who have sex with men to reduce transmission of the virus and take care of those infected. He said for men who have sex with men, this includes for the moment reducing your number of sexual partners, reconsidering, considering sex with new partners and exchanging contact details with any new partners to enable follow-up if needed. So none of this slinging dick and then ghosting is what Tedros is saying. Yeah, I think he's... If you, are going to, if you are going to do this stuff, you need to, you need to exchange you need your... To save WhatsApp. Yeah, you need to change your... At the very least, you need to exchange your LinkedIn so I can at least holler at you on a professional level. <laughs> and I hit you with the personal. So that's a sort of like top level introduction to monkeypox. Are you scared yet? Uh, I just want to say thoughts... Thoughts with all the DL men who are going to have very awkward conversations with their missus. Um, if you are someone who's not yet out of the closet, Mazza. but are getting your back blown in by someone who is uh, and end up getting it, then RIP to your relationship. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, am I scared of getting it? I not, not really. Cause like the it's trans- still not at a level where you're worried. Well, the transmission is if people have lesions, right? 
Yeah, that's uh, me, me like I'm I keep healthy distances from people anyway. I don't like people touching me in it. If unless unless you're like family, don't come near me in it. I'm not bad. And if you are family, I trust you to know that you've got lesions on your body, don't spub me in it. Um but also it's prolonged skin to skin with people who have lesions. So like really you have to take the bet that people are kind of responsible enough if they care about you that they wouldn't be touching you up in that. Um so no, I'm not particularly concerned. Um I was out to dinner for Mumsy's birthday with a friend who is of the community. Uh, had my Princess Diana moment to prove that I wasn't scared. I'm an ally. Um, <laughs> What's that? Then when the prince that when when she went to uh, it was during the AIDS pandemic. Where she where did she go to? It wasn't Rwanda. It was somewhere. It might have been Rwanda. It might have been Rwanda. Yeah. I just didn't want to say it. Yeah. Uh, and she and she proved that AIDS wasn't transmitted by um, by skin skin contact. So you did that with with a gay friend. Just held his hand. Wow. It made me feel really good about myself. Sweet Jesus. The I'm whites an, are moving mad. I am. Uh, I am an ally. I am an ally. <sighs> I'm a bio ally. Please continue. Um, uh, no, I'm not scared to answer the question. Um, I don't know. Again, like I said, you kind of trust people to be responsible. At and what stage do you think you take a vaccine for this thing? Um, if or I get, are you vaccined out? I mean, first I'm kind of vaccined out. I mean, if I like ever get fucked in the ass, maybe I'll take a vaccine. Yikes. Um, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. So... I'm not particularly concerned. Not that it's just the disease for gay people. I'm sure straight people get it as well. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it's not come near me. I don't know anyone who's had it. I've got no experience of it. It's not to say it isn't happening, but am I concerned? No, not really. Are you? Um, I, I'm a little bit concerned because... Me, I, have you seen this silky skin of mine, bruv? I don't need any, any lesions or any Why are you skin just letting bumps? people touch you? No, no, but people touch me, innit? Like, what can I say? Like, I'm touchable. Oh. I mean, I'm a magnet. You are, what you can are, I say? People want to touch. You are not a magnet. They want to touch. You are a repellent. And who am I to reject that? <laughs> who am I to reject that? If you want to touch. If you see lesion. To make your day better. <laughs> oh my God. Come and touch my wrist. Please make your point. Yeah, no, it's not like with COVID. COVID, I kind of made a decision quite early on, right? This isn't kidding people like me, mm. healthy 30-year-olds. Whoa. 30-something-year-olds. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Say. It's the Ray. It's the Ray. 30-something-year-olds. So if I catch this thing, calm, right? So I was open to catching it. Like, I was obviously safe. I was obviously trying to be as cautious as I could. But I was open to catching it and then just hoping that I just didn't catch it bad. Mm -hmm. Which is obviously a gamble with your life, but somewhat of an educated gamble, right? Yeah. With this, I'm not sure I want to test that water. Why? This kills way fewer people than COVID. Did you not hear what I said about my skin, bro? Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I went to Aesop today to get a, uh, a toner for my skin. I'm taking my shit seriously, bro. Okay. You think I want raised red bumps on my face? Yeah, or it goes like, in two weeks. No, no, no. Bro, it's like catching shingles or chicken pox in your old age. The scars will remain, bro. And I yeah, don't man, want I got, it. I've still got chicken pox scars in my face. I don't face. want it. Yeah. So it's one of those where I'm like, not entirely scared. Don't think I take a vaccine, but just really, really pray that that shit doesn't find me. Please, Mr. Monkeypox, do not knock on my door. Yeah, I mean, same, amen. Um, um, but look, clearly it's enough of a situation now to be a public health emergency. Well, the WHO have declared it a, yeah. it's not, is it a pandemic? Yeah, public health well, emergency. Well, they declared it something, it wasn't a pandemic. Maybe it was, it was like the one, whatever the one below a pandemic is. Endemic before pandemic? No, endemic is the one after. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wait, there's a worse level than COVID? Well, it's not necessarily worse or better. It's just a status. Are you sure prevalence. endemics after pandemic? Yes. Yeah, so like COVID is now essentially endemic. Like we will always have COVID in society. So endemic ultimately. Okay. So that's what that it's means. It's always about. It's always going to yeah. be about. Uh, you can be, things can be endemic and worse or better than pandemic. 
Fair. Pandemic can be worse or better than endemic, right? Fair, fair, fair. But now people are vaccinated or they've got uh, natural resistance or they're dead. Yeah. Uh, COVID's endemic in society. Yeah. I'm not taking a vaccine now. Let's just keep it 100%. I'm, okay. not, I'm not taking a vaccine unless it becomes a massive problem. I, yeah. I, uh, I think as every day goes on, I am sort of more and more regretting my decision to do the COVID-19 oh, you vaccines. Are? Why? We don't need to get into it all, but like, I just feel like, I don't know, there's just, there's just a few things that I think are happening, like related to the vaccine like in, in both, in both myself and in others. And I think they can't necessarily, I think they can probably be linked to the vaccines and I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. And by the way, Spotify has this unbelievable ability to transcripts, everything we've said. So the fact that we've just spoken about this means that we're going to get the tagline. Bro, we had a COVID warning on episode 45. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't but even say anything about exactly, COVID. Exactly, exactly. No, we probably did say something. Did we? We probably did. So Me, this, this I took is going to get that jabs. strap line. I'm happy I took my free jabs. That was Richard oh, speaking. You got the booster as well. I got the booster. Mazza. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, to be honest, I've probably got symptoms from having had COVID. That's, I'm like, that's laid on. I don't think I've necessarily got stuff left over from the vaccine. Yeah, I don't know. I had the tachycardia for fucking ages after I had COVID. I was wiped out for two weeks. was ill for another two weeks after yeah. that. I'm pretty sure COVID was worse for me than the, than the vaccine was. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Sidetracked. I just kind of hope that this doesn't get used as a stigma for the gays because um, they've got enough problems. 100%. Uh, and we don't need another decade-long media campaign demonizing these people. It's hard enough. Uh, it's hard enough for the gays. They're not only uh, conflicted with monkeypox, but um, transition puppy... They're also in war with the trans uh, with the trans people and the gays and the trans are not getting on with each other. Um, and they kind of all need to come at peace. They don't need to be at war anymore. I hear that. We are now moving on to the topic that is burning through social media. Which one? Instagram versus TikTok. Yes, a real substantive debate. <laughs> a real meaningful society progressive It's debate. important, but it is important. It is important. There's a lot going on on Instagram right now. We're experimenting with a number of different changes to the app. And so we're hearing a lot of concerns from all of you. So I wanted to take a few moments and clarify a few things. One is, if you're seeing a new full screen version of a feed or you're hearing about it, know that that is a test. It's a test to a few percentage of people out there. And the idea is that a more full screen experience, not only for videos, but for photos, might be a more fun, engaging experience. But I also want to be clear, it's not yet good. And we're gonna to have to get it to a good place if we're gonna ship it to the rest of the Instagram community. Hmm. The second thing I'm hearing a lot of concerns about right now are photos and how we're shifting to video. Mm -hmm. Now, I wanna be clear, we're gonna to continue to support photos. It's mm. part of our heritage, you know, I love photos. I know a lot of you out there love photos too. Mm. That said, I need to be honest. I do believe that more and more of Instagram is gonna become video over time. Mm. We see this even if we change nothing. Mm. We see this even if you just look at chronological feed. Mm. If you look at what people share on Instagram, that's shifting more and more to videos over time. Damn. If you look at what people like and consume and view on Instagram, that's also shifting more and more to video over time, even when we stop changing anything. So we're gonna to have to lean into that shift while continuing to support photos. The third thing I wanna talk about is recommendations. Recommendations are posts in Fucking your feed that you do not follow. The tits. idea is to help you well, discover new and interesting things on Instagram that you might not know even exist. But now, tits. if you're seeing things in your feed that are recommendations that you're not interested in, that means that we're doing a bad job ranking no, and we need to improve. And you can X out a recommendation. You can even snooze all recommendations for up to a month or go that. to your following feed. 
but we're gonna continue to try and get better at recommendations because we think it's one of the most effective and important ways to help creators reach more people. We wanna do our best by creators, particularly small creators, and we see recommendations as one of the best ways to help them reach a new audience and grow their following. Now, this is a lot of change all at once, but know that a number of things about Instagram are gonna stay the same. We're gonna stay committed to creators more broadly. We're gonna stay committed to supporting photos. We're gonna stay in a place where we try and put your friend's content at the top of feed and the front of stories whenever possible. But we're also gonna to need to evolve because the world is changing quickly and we're gonna to have to change along with it. So please, let me know what you think down huh. in the comments. And I'm know gonna that let you know I'm gonna continue to be here explaining there are changes as we come up with them, the reasoning behind them, and give you the latest updates about what's going on on Instagram. I'll see you soon. Peace. That was the CEO of Instagram, Adam Mazzari. And the reason why he felt compelled to make that video is because one of the most popular members of the Instagram community, none other than Kylie Jenner herself, decided to take it upon herself to post something on Instagram along the lines of make Instagram, Instagram again. Make Instagram great again. Make Instagram, well, I mean, similar thing. Make Instagram gram again. Stop trying to be TikTok. I just want to see cute photos of my friend. And in this, I guess, picture, which is mainly text, she said, sincerely, everyone, which was retweeted or reposted by her big sister, who is even more popular on Instagram, Kim Kardashian. Clearly, this has been reposted by many more people. There is uproar. The IG is going down the direction of being TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, but what I do know about TikTok is it is completely video driven and is the hotspot for creators who are trying to widen their audience, widen their appeal, widen their market and earn some money as they do so. I feel quite strongly about this. I'm not gonna lie. Um, how do you feel about this? Do, do has your Instagram changed to the full screen mode? So I've got a couple of accounts. Um, so I run, obviously, the T-Set account. I, my, my old football team, I ran their account. Mm -hmm. And then I've also got my account. Yeah. The football account has gone to the new one. Okay. It's fucking dead. I'm not going to lie. It takes over the whole screen. Um, even when you're looking at a picture, it has this really, really weird like interface mm. where you like zoom into the picture and then you zoom out before you scroll down. Yeah. It's changed completely. But before that, on my page, on This Kid and Terribly's page, inundated with sponsored posts, inundated with suggested posts, all things that I'm not fucking interested in because I follow who I follow. I carefully curate my followers list because I, I just want to see things that make me happy instead of things that make me unhappy. Mm -hmm. So as he said, the algos probably aren't doing a good job if the things that you're seeing are not appealing to you but to answer your question more directly only one of my accounts is affected yeah as an instagram pro account user um i am part of the special set of people who okay. uh, who have the full screen thing and it's shit yeah it is shit but yeah. like it's kind of not really a surprise because facebook's dead and they own instagram so instagram's gonna die too yeah. tiktok is way more jokes um are you on tiktok uh, i've got a little one just for scrolling funny videos i don't actually use it that wow. much yeah, but it's, it's better funny. It's the, the content is so much better than Instagram. And the thing that Instagram is very shit at is unlike Twitter, at least Twitter will show you stuff that your friends have liked. Or Twitter or TikTok? Twitter will show you stuff that your friends have liked or people you follow like this. Instagram's not even doing that. It's just trying to second guess shit that you might like. 
And honestly, so all in, I see now is You're just interested tits. in like stuff that your friends are also looking at. Supposedly, but that's what the group chat's for. So you got like you and the boys have a group chat for the memes, right? So you can all just share that kind of content there. I agree I with know, you. For me, I, for me, my it's Instagram not main important. feed, I just want to see what I'm following. Yeah. That was the whole point of it. I want to see my friends and their content and what they want to put up. Yeah. And if I want to see more, I'll go to the discovery page. That's the whole point of the discovery yeah. page. Now we are an audio only podcast for the time being. And, you know, we had plans as to how we were going to become more visual. And anybody who's been following us from the beginning knows that that's been a sort of slow, progressive leap, so to speak. Um, we are very aware of the ascension of TikTok and how well it's doing for podcasters, how well it's doing for content creators. But we had a plan because we weren't podcasters before this. We were just voices, right? And then we had to become podcasters and there's a massive difference between the two. Mm -hmm. So before we get in front of people and start wowing you with our ugly faces, well. we, we wanted to make sure that we were good at this first. But what's becoming quite clear is that like, if you aren't on TikTok, you're essentially dead. And that is quite a, a, a tough pill to swallow if you are making non-visual, really, really good content, which I like to believe that we are. The thing that annoys me the most is that like, I don't think it's like fair to expect everybody. And I, I, I'm proficient with regards to like visuals and IG and I do, you know, obviously all, the, all of the social media stuff that you see, I do that shit. So it's like, I get the appeal of like branding and all that other stuff, but like, I don't think it's fair to expect like the average person who just wants to upload like decent pictures or whatever mm. to become this whiz at like video making mm. or to become this fucking dancer who has to like get in front of every single Burner Boy release to get their followers up and dance in front of the screen to get some likes or also become like this amazing editor. Like not everybody knows how to use like iMovie and like Photoshop mm -hmm. and all these other things. And like, it's quite scary that that's the average expectation or the expectation of the average consumer yeah. in a, like in the eyes of people like Adam Mazzari and the TikTok CEOs. I think there needs to be a, uh, there needs to be a division. There needs to be a line in the sand between the people who are really, really good at that, the, the quote unquote creators mm -hmm. and the people who just want to casually use this shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's an even bigger dickhead thing from Facebook because they had TikTok before TikTok. It was called Vine. Yeah. And Vine was the original little video. If you've got a bit of editing skill and you're quite a funny person, you can do your little six second thing. They could have made that a minute long. TikTok would never have been born. Yeah. But also TikTok is occupying a different space entirely to Instagram. Instagram essentially always wasn't, always should be your little photo dump. Facebook is essentially no, not fit for purpose anymore. Yeah. It's for like weird aunties, discount shopping and hiding your racism. And posting um, Bible scriptures. And posting Bible scriptures, depending on how you use it, right? Yeah. Instagram was always kind of like just keeping in touch with your friends from a visual perspective. It's not particularly mentally taxing. TikTok is a genuine content creation platform to the extent that the people that TikTok are going for isn't even necessarily Facebook and Instagram. The people that are most worried about TikTok is Google because mm. Gen Z don't necessarily Google shit anymore. Mm. So if they want to find how to uh, cook something, they want a recipe, they find the TikTok. Yeah. If they want to find whether or not a skincare review makes sense, they don't go to YouTube anymore. They go to TikTok. Yeah. If they want to find um, uh, fashion uh, tips. News. News was the most recent thing, right? News is moving towards yep. TikTok and More stuff. More people go to, uh, to it's, TikTok it's, for news. It's effectively becoming a visual search engine. Um, yeah. right? And this is kind of like, this is the inevitable end of the process that Twitter started. When you truncate, uh, when you truncate in informative capacity to 260 characters, then people's attention spans like fucking disappear in a hyper in, in a hyper individualized society 
which is why like your individual TikTok creator is so much more popular mm. um, than like Googling a, a, an unknown recipe website. But people are using TikTok f as a search engine, especially Gen Z, which means the people coming up behind us, the people who spend most of their time online are using TikTok for totally different reasons that people use Instagram. Uh, and, and TikTok know this and Google know this and they're worried about it. And TikTok is operating in an entirely different lane to what Instagram had carved out for itself, which is why it's fucking stupid that Instagram is trying to become TikTok because TikTok isn't even considering Instagram as a rival. Yeah. Right? It's madness. I, yeah, I'm in agreement with everything you said. I, I, I just, I, we need a new social media platform. I joined Instagram fucking ages ago and I absolutely loved it. Like I'm, I'm not on Twitter as I've always say on this podcast and obviously Facebook died a slow death for most people. Nobody's on that thing anymore. It still has certain uses, especially for content creators, but that's my new shirt and detail that you don't necessarily need. But Instagram was just the place, right? Like what's better than the idea of a place where you can curate your experience. I follow sneaker brands. I, I follow artists. I follow people that are important to me. Mm -hmm. The things that I've become more interested in as I've gotten a bit older, has massively changed than the things I was interested in, interested in back in the day. Mm -hmm. And the fluidity of that has been quite well accommodated by Instagram. Instagram is clearly chasing the bag now, which means that it's completely lost its identity. Yeah. And we all got, we go through this wave, right? It, it was MySpace and then they died and then it was Facebook and then they died and then Instagram was popping and they bought Instagram because they realized it was popping and that die is dying. Meanwhile, TikTok has just gone to the moon with it. But, I guess the question is like, what do people who do not want to be visual do going forward? Right, there are some people who are just like pretty calm, just being like really, really great at like this audio stuff. Mm -hmm. They're private, so they don't necessarily want to be on screen. They ain't got time to be in front of a green screen. They ain't got time to do the editing. Like where do those creators go? How yeah. do they thrive yeah. in this era? And also like, I can't think of anything worse, yeah? Than having to have to having to be on a social media platform where I always have to have the volume up on my phone. Yes, yeah, Sharon. Fuck my life. I man. mean, there is T one TikTok sounds awful. There is one platform created by a content creator. Oh yeah. Whose mission was really spreading the wealth among the content creators. You're talking about Patreon. No. Oh. I'm talking about an even more grassroots platform. Go on. Really focused on its audio quality. All right. The obvious answer for people like us is to sign up to Tidal. What? Tidal, like known for its popularity among young people, known for its reach among the masses, known for its particularly successful launch and its care for its audio artists. This sounds awful. Tidal is the obvious place for us to be. This is awful advice. I think, I think, I think, you know, if when people often ask, would you take half a million dollars or lunch with Jay-Z? Half a million. I'd take a Tidal account. Take yeah. a Tidal account yeah. over Woodman. It's crazy that people were taking that lunch with Jay-Z. <laughs> Can you imagine? Give me 500, please. Give me the 500 grand yeah, yeah. immediately. No, but it's, but it's no, but more, like To a more serious point. What, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right in that like we've become, so, it's kind of why I snuck the point into the last stupid monologue, that we've become so hyper-individualized and that our attention spans are so short and we're so desperate for a serotonin lift because we live in such a shit society that it makes sense that this video, is, that this content is all going more video-based. Um, because it's something that you can look at and it's pleasing and it's flashing and you go, oh yeah, like, she looks nice or that's funny or that's interesting. And it only takes six seconds of your attention before you move on to the next thing. Yeah, substance. man. I just feel like it's dumbing down our people, man, as well. Of course right? it is, but that's kind of the point, right? That's kind of the point. It's kind of man. Who's got time to just be making these videos? Like, Well, that's the dream. That's You are chasing the American dream. You're not, you are Madonna with a dollar in her pocket. That's, that's how this shit works.
you can sell this fantasy to kids. What do you think that means for podcasts like ours? Um, look, I think ultimately, if if the product is good, people will buy it, right? And even on Instagram, um, there is still a space for people whose content is shared among DMs, whose, whose content is bookmarked. That's how the algo is driven. Whether or not it's video, those posts will still be shared if it goes into stories and people consume it, it, get, it gets more traffic. Um, I think there's still a lane for good quality content. I'm just, I'm, I'm skeptical that less and less of what gets defined as good quality content will be non-video. And that's a concern. I have a response video. From? From someone from TikTok, obviously. Okay. There's a lot going on on Instagram right now. We're experimenting with a number of different changes to the app. And here are some of them. First off, no more pictures, just video. We've noticed pictures are boring and your friends are lame. Who comments on your posts will also be different. Instead of hearing from friends like Evan or your mom, you'll now be interacting with people like user 103987 <laughs> or Dr. Turtle 58 These are merely tests. We are changing our logo though. Nobody wants this boring old camera. Instead, we're doing this funky little musical note. And instead of Instagram, we're now going to be called Tinstatalk. These are just growing pain. Duolingo Owl, we will offer you $60 million just to make videos on it. And I've gotten a lot of questions about <laughs> recommendations. Recommendations are posts on your feed that you did not ask for. The idea is to waste your time in new and innovative ways that Instagram <laughs> wasn't doing already. And we're keeping the stuff that you love. Ads for couches, you can't afford, ads for shirts you don't like, ads yep. for products we heard you say out loud two days ago. The only stuff we're changing is the stuff that you hate, your family. There's a lot going on <laughs> on Instagram right now. Very good. Very well put. TikTok got chat. I don't know that guy, but that's funny. I'm not gonna lie. Like my brothers are on TikTok and you know, they were running me through how they've made that transition from sort of like audio only to like YouTube and TikTok and stuff. Okay. And I'm just like, God damn, sounds like a lot of work. It does sound like, I'm really not sure does. I've really got like the whole dancing in front of the camera thing in me. I feel like I'm too old for that. And that's the thing, bro. Mm. Like it's about finding your niche. Like not everybody needs to get in front of the thing and dance. And I've seen your moves, bro, with your two left legs. Wow, uh, there's but, no need for that. But yeah, what, what are people who don't want to do that fucking dickhead things like? What do they do? What do they do? Mm. Also I feel that. like I feel like that is like a hinge red flag. If if you're like, are you an Instagram or a TikToker? And she says TikToker, she's too young for you, bro. Yeah. It's in there with like, can she do the Fresh Prince of Bel Air rap? And does she keep her Air Force Ones clean? Yeah, the, that's like wavy. If big you wave. don't keep your Air Force Ones clean, please unlisten this podcast. Yeah, un we don't want to know you. Yes, get rid of us. Relationship advice. Yes, let's uh, let's go again. Um, this one's a bit of a bleak one. Bit of a bleak one. Last uh, last episode, we very much did City Girl Summer. All right. And it was full of abundance and opportunities. Abundance, I like that word. It was uh, it was quite a popular yeah. uh, relationship advice segment. This yeah. one is City Boy Summer. Love it. Um, you will see how this develops. Mm. Yo, yo, yo. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet, but I'm in a bit of a sticky one. <laughs> they start with yo, yo, yo. Yeah. Love it. Um, we don't need to do guess the race. Um, wow. Me and the boys went to Mallorca for one of the boys stag do's a few weeks ago. And two of the boys, two of the boys on the trip did the dirty. Mm. One of What's them did the dirty though. Did the dirty on someone or just had some sex? They had some sex. They had some sex. One of them got outed by the girl he did it with who messaged his missus after he gave her his Instagram. Swear down. I'm coming to you as a woman. Four of us who went out there, including the stag, have girlfriends who are also all best mates. Mm. But the other one who cheated seems to have gotten away with it. Okay. For some reason, 
when Cheetah's missus told my missus, she went off the handle. Hmm. Firstly, for she, some reason, first, <laughs> just innocent. Firstly, she was paranoid that I had cheated. But when I think I finally convinced her that I hadn't, I told her I had been there and had seen him getting off with the other girl. What? By this point, I figured she actually knew. So I thought, let not let uh, let me not lie. He snitched. I didn't do the dirty and she believes me. But now she won't talk to me because I didn't do enough to stop him cheating. What? At first, I thought it wasn't that deep, but over the last week or so, it's all she would want to talk to, talk about with me. That I either wasn't a good enough friend. Can't believe That either I wasn't a good enough friend or that I wasn't trustworthy because I didn't stop him cheating on her friend. I told her that I told him he has a missus, but he's a grown man and that ultimately he can do what he wants. Uh-huh. Once I laid it out like that, she went nuts and went back to her house. Oh. She hasn't texted me for three days. God damn. I've honestly got no idea what to do. God damn. She believes I didn't cheat, I think, but she's moving very mad because apparently I didn't do enough to stop him. We've been dating for a year, but we've known each other since uni and we were kind of friends before dating. I really like her and don't want to lose her. But how do I get her to stop blaming me for him cheating on her friend? I don't think I did anything wrong. <laughs> what do I do? Oh, this is quite a web. Um, this is, this is, as got, he said, this is a sticky one. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think women need to get it out of their heads that like we're gonna actively like stop a man from doing what a man is gonna mm. do, right? Like we can't physically grab him by the cock and lead him away from the bar, mm. right? That's not realistic. We can get into his ear, like when we go to you know the toilet together have a little wash of our hands and say mate you so chill bro, out you've got a good one at home yeah, you sure you want to do this like? yeah you sure you want to do this mate like, she's, a, she's a three oh. um but beyond that like a man is going to do what a man is going to do so please you cannot project your feelings on your own man what is he to do what is he to do okay i think the biggest issue with this lady is that she is absolutely sure her boyfriend played away she just does not have Proof. She doesn't want to say it. She does not have the. But proof. she did confront him. Yeah, what was he made? You think? Yeah, she confronted him because it's a holiday, which is known as yeah, yeah, the yeah. ones where the lads played away. Yeah. But she doesn't have proof on him, mm. so she's trying to put it on him in such a big way to see if he cracks. That's interesting. interesting my brethren, word. my brethren, please do not crack. <laughs> as as Tommy said, die with the lie. Die <laughs> with the lie. Okay. <laughs> she's trying to make you crack. There's absolutely no reason why she shouldn't be texting. How long have they been together? Uh, about a year, I think you said. How the hell is she not texting you for three days just because your male, your mate cheated? What kind of nonsense is that, goddammit? So. What nonsense is that one? I understand your read. I appreciate it. And I'm All thankful right. for the content. You're welcome. I have a different read. Here we go. I think she wants out anyway. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I think she wants out anyway. And she's happy to use this as an excuse uh, because obviously where well, there's all like friends involved and in that it's a friendship circle that makes breakups more difficult mm. it's not like a I know his friends and he knows my friends it's a there's four couples together on a on a couple group thing yeah right I think she's using this as her get out of jail card and that she wants out and that she's blown up that she's blown up something I don't I, I believe him when he says that first I believe him when he says he hasn't cheated but I believe him when he says he's convinced her he hasn't cheated um, and I think that she believes him. I think that she wants out and she's just using this as an excuse, as an excuse to dip out anyway. Mm. 
That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's lame. It is lame. But that's fair. However, we Why have... Why are people so bad at breakups, man? Yeah, I mean, it is awkward. It's, yeah, I mean... I'm it is awkward. Notoriously terrible at breaking yes, up people. Yes, same. Yeah, it's very I've awkward. ended up in relationships way longer than I should have. Facts. Just I mean, have we not all? Have I we not all done that? I just avoid the conversation, yeah, yeah. bruv. Have we not all done that? I'm just like... Us? Sometimes I'll just be looking at, looking at ex-girlfriends while they sleep. And just being like, can you please just wake up tomorrow and ghost me? Just dump me. So I don't have to do it. Please just leave ghost me. ghost me, please. <laughs> this is long. We've all been there. Yeah, I feel we, you. However, we have a job. We have a job to do. This brother has asked for our advice. Look, bro, if, to Johnny's point, you feel as though she's trying to get out of this relationship, then you need to hit the nail on the head, so to speak, and address it, all right? You need to go straight to her and just be like, yo, bro, is this the end of us? Because this is feeling a little bit chilly over here like mm. on my own three days is a long time you know yeah if you think that she is yeah no three days is a long time that's to long not time. reply yeah, like yeah. that's when you're together like. yeah that's a long time but even like it's kind of even longer because if you're, if you're with together with someone for like 10 years and they don't reply for three days you're like a bit long she's but, dead well <laughs> no 10 years she's dead if she ain't replied yeah, no, like, she must be dead she must be in an alley somewhere well, well there's that but like at least like Three days in the context of 10 years isn't as long. Three days after you've only been dating for a year. That's wild. Mm. She's getting ready to ghost, man. She's already dressed up. So if you feel like if you feel like she's trying to get out, like Johnny says, you need to attack that early doors and just be like, look, I feel like you're projecting. So get over it or, you know, this ain't going to work. If you feel like I kind of feel that, you know, she is not necessarily trying to go away, but for some reason she's got it in her head that you could have done better, whatever, whatever. I think you actually need to take a slightly strong stance on oh, this and just okay. be like, look, ma, I ain't them. Mm. I am me. Mm. I would never. Never. And we are one. You think I'm going to do this to you with our, with, with, with our social group this mm. tight? Mm -hmm. You think I'm going to embarrass you? Sweetie My sweetie pie, you think I'm going to embarrass you? I would never cheat in front of them. If I'm going to cheat, I'll do it away from them now. Quietly now. I'll go somewhere very, very much off ends. <laughs> Nobody around. I will cheat with respect. Exactly. <laughs> I will cheat with respect. Haram, haram, I would haram. never do it in front of them. <laughs> now, unless you have some proof. My dear. Heavy dance. My sweet pie. <laughs> At some point, you're going to have to get over this. <laughs> oh, or no. I might actually go outside. <laughs> And do the fucking cheating. Oh, Because wow. if I am... No, no. It's like... If I am to be accused, I will be guilty. I will just do it. I will be guilty. If I'm already grounded, I may as well stay out longer. <laughs> no, this is haram. This is haram. I may as well not come back for curfew. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm already grounded. No, but for real though, if I'm already in the shit, I may as well go out and cheat. So get over it. I'm going to go cheat. That was... Uh, Relationship advice sponsored by Brian Nephew this week. It's uh, true though. Stop forcing man to cheat. Like, why are you not replying after three days? That's so wild. Three days. No, look, I can answer. I can answer. All right, question. I, go How long does a woman have to not reply to you? Oh, good before, question. Before it's like uh, oh, I can go. It's a good question. I, I can go for a different bunda. It's a good question. Um, because three days is like pushing it though. <laughs> to me, I think it's, I think it's two nights. <laughs> You know what I want? I feel like it's two nights, isn't it? It's not even a dating, it's a night Two nights? Yeah, I feel like it's two nights. That's wild. So bro. let's say that you said. That's no time at all. So let's say if you send a text like, you're doing your little evening text, it's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, or whatever, and there's no reply after nine o'clock on the first night, right? Mad. And you're like, all right, cool, I might get a text during the day or whatever, like a little morning or a late afternoon one or a next, a next evening one. Yeah, if, there's, if it's like two 
evenings of no text, boy, then this is this is not frequent contact, isn't it? Shit. No? Well, how long is it for you? I think I'm like somewhere between like three and seven days. So yeah, let's You're just say seven days. Let's just say five days. If she doesn't message me back after five days. Five days? Ayo. Boy. Yeah. Look. Nah, five days are long. The rooftops are popping, isn't it? Around it's London right now. It's a long time. Got peak heat. Mm-hmm. We've got memberships as well. I we, mean, can, we can hit them rooftops. You've got memberships. We've got memberships. I have a membership through you. We've got memberships. Yeah. Um... No, we need to help my man. We need to give him some constructive I've advice. I've given him constructive... No, so you gave him very toxic advice. No, I didn't. You've that's been, real shit. You've been around too many Latino men. No, no, no. That's real shit. That's real shit. She's, she's got to get over it ASAP because if you ain't done anything wrong, then why am I why am I experiencing this wahala now? The bit the bit that I agree with is the is is the front up, like, is this the end or is this not? Yeah. If this is, why are you not replying to me after three days because of something my man's did? What? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Like, are we done or are we not? Like, yeah, like I didn't cheat. Yeah. I think you believe me. So... I appreciate... In fact, you can even do the peacemaker. Like, yeah. listen, maybe I didn't do enough. Yeah. But I, I stayed faithful. So yeah, I, stayed loyal. I think we've given him pretty well-rounded advice. If you believe, like Johnny said, that this might be the beginning of the end, you ask her. Yeah. If you believe, like I said, that this might not be, if you're absolutely convinced that this isn't the beginning of the end, then you need to just tell her to grow the fuck up, bruv. Mm, uh-uh. Life it's... is too short for this nonsense. <laughs> Honestly. Uh-uh. We've got fucking monkey pox out here and you're, talking, you're not texting me back. What if I would have... I could have died. This could be another lockdown. I could have died. <laughs> And you're not texting me back. I, I can see your last scene on WhatsApp and you're not replying to me. It's, it's fucking mad, I wonder, bro. I wonder, if she, I wonder if she's blue check. Ah, I can see your last aggressive. scene and you're not replying mm. to me. Who are you replying I'm not gonna to? I'm going to turn it off. Why? I turn off the blue text, turn off Why? the last scene. Why? Because me... All right, so this is toxic. If I don't reply... Look, if I don't reply to you, I'm busy. The thing is with me, if I can reply, I will. If I can't reply... I do not. People get upset right? by that. Though, I right? don't give a shit. People they get upset by I that. do not give a shit. Grow up. People Grow get upset up. By if that. it was an emergency, call me. You texted me. It's not an emergency, bro. All right. WhatsApp is a texting platform. All right. If it's an emergency, you bell me. Otherwise, you wait. See, I have had entirely uh, too many contacts with Latinas and not replying to blue ticks is effectively a death sentence. Um, so I had to turn them off. I had to turn them off. It was a it was a public safety measure. Pussy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you're a pussy. I'm not a pussy. Hundred percent. There's no pussy in me, dude. Hundred percent. Nah, nah, nah. Hundred percent. Keep your submissions Thank you. coming. Good luck. In uh, as we approach uh, the end of the podcast, there's not that much to say about Love Island. It's at that stage where it's like very, very dead right now. So I shit, now. I'm not gonna lie. I stopped watching it. Yeah, it's done. It's dead. Yeah. Um, David and Ekansu to win. That's what's up. Or Dami in India. Although I will say quickly that the downfall of Paige has been spectacular. Yeah, only on social media though. She's still banging. Uh, I do want and I- shout out Natalia because that Brazilian was. Oi, mucho bien. Mucho bien. But she came. She came for La Reina like super quick she as well. She was. Has she already gone? She's Did, gone. I swear already yeah, like she's that. Gone already. Haram. Yeah, that's crazy. That's uh, that's sad. Uh, I they should have put her in earlier. I think if Davide had witnessed that fitness oh. three weeks earlier, Ekin who? Ekin what? Where? Ah. Why? Ekin who? Which one? Yeah, 100%. Uh-uh. Ekin, nah. Um, I, I would like to say I wish all the bad things in life 
uh, to Luca. Mm. Uh, he's a dangerous man. I don't like Luca at all. He's dangerous, dangerous. Like that, she slap him to be honest. Yeah, hundred percent. And and I hope Gemma gets away gets away from him ASAP because I don't really like Gemma, but I definitely I do like Gemma. More. I like Gemma. She's flat and she's literally like a robot and she's dead inside. But she's she, also quite mature for her age. She's very mature for her age. Yeah, I'll so give her that. I rate, I rate her. She is as boring as her dad, but yeah. she's very mature for her age. And I feel yeah. sorry for her because she's basically stuck with an abusive geezer. She'll get out of that as soon as she's out of the house. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. She'd be dodging dicks, you know what I mean? People just like, oh, Gemma is, is one of mine. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Johnny. Richard. Hope you have a nice weekend. Yeah, likewise. We've kicked it off quite nicely. This Ray has just... It's it has sponsor, too much, bro. sponsored the I am never doing this again. No, you say that. You said no, that last no, time. No, 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 I'm not doing this again. You said that I'll last just, time. The other Havana Club, is, is, is that's my upper limit for <laughs> recording. your portion. Yeah, no, no, I can't do this Ray stuff, bro. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like 63%. Yeah, we've, done most, we've done for most, what? most of a bottle as well. For what? On a quiet Friday. It's madness, bro. Yes. I'll it's take, madness. I'll take a top up. You want a top up? You can finish this. That's, you can finish this. Thank you. To everybody else, this Dr- could end terribly. Actually, just so you're aware, not going to be an episode for an, another few weeks. Yes. I'm, I'm off on holiday um, and that holiday almost didn't take place. So oh. I thought... Oh, we, we thank God. Yeah. I thought we were going to be able to have another episode in a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks' time, we will not have an episode. So Where are you going, Rich? You'll be able to miss us just for a little bit, and then we'll be back uh, shortly after. And we'll keep you posted to when the next episode is arriving. I going? am going to the Algarve Jeez, to few, see few weeks late what people a... like Grace Kelly have done. Yes. How they have left the Algarve How they after Afro-Nation. Yes. I want to see... The aftermath. The damage, the chaos. The damage and the chaos. Yeah, the violence. But yeah, it's going to be a nice little three-weeker. Do you know what I'm going to do? Can't wait. I'm going, to, I'm going to try and get my driving license. I swear. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing my provisional. No, sorry. I'm doing my provisional. i doing my theory. But uh, So, like, this comes out on Tuesday. By Monday, I'd have probably failed that. But I'm going to see if I can cram. You know them five, the just young five Just do the app, bro. Cops. The provisional. Just do the app. Just yeah, yeah. bang so I'm out the app. Just doing the practice app. questions. It's like doing the, F- like the, the FCA exam. Yeah, literally. The and then the hazard perception. Spend a bit of time on that hazard That's perception. Long. That's the hazard madness. perception. Because yeah. it turns out I'm very not perceptive yeah. to hazards. Um, Shock to you, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Slightly. Cool. Well, I've been a passenger. Because reading so the room has always been your skill. Yeah, I'm, I'm renowned for it. Yeah. So, inshallah, mum might even have half a driving license by the time uh, that'd be this nice. comes out. That'd be nice. Come on. Not that you really use it, because, you know, I mean, I've had a driver's license for fucking ages. I barely use a car. Pointless in London. Yeah. Totally pointless in London. To everybody else, we love you. Thanks Thank for you coming. for listening. And we will see you very soon. We might even, in the meantime, while you're waiting for another episode, Translate some of this content to TikTok. You never know what might happen. You know what I mean? I might be on the beach a little bit bored and I might throw up a couple TikToks. You know what I mean? A bit of slice and dice. You're definitely running the TikTok account. I'm sick and tired of fucking doing all this shit, bro. But you're good at it. No, no, fuck you. What? Peace. Peace.